0: Now, our first guest this morning on the show is the Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Simon Coveney. Uh, Minister Coveney is to host the first in a series of nationwide enterprise conferences uh, entitled Building Better Business in the ATU, the Atlantic Technological University, in Letterkenny, on the 3rd of March next. And the conference opened to businesses right across uh, the northwest region in counties uh, Donegal, Sligo and Leitrim. Minister Coveney, good morning and welcome. And, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks, now And uh, Nal, can I just say, b- before we uh, um, talk about the conference that, uh, that's happening next week, can I just offer my condolences to the family of, of Joe McMorrow? I, I just listened to your introduction there and nobody should be dying in our streets in a sleeping bag. Um, and it's... Um, Um, I don't know the details uh, of of what happened to Joe and the circumstances around it uh, and the conversations he had with with the the local council and so on. Um, But, you know, we should have um, emergency services and uh, shelter for for people who find themselves homeless on on the streets. Uh, And um, I I just wanted to to offer my condolences to his family. It's it's, it's a a tragic um, loss of life that, um, that shouldn't have happened.
0: Okay, um, as we say, the conference taking place on Friday the 3rd of March uh, next. Um, What's it all about, Minister, and how important is it for regional businesses?
1: Yeah, so look, I'm I'm now the Minister for Enterprise for the last couple of months and um, one of the things I wanted to do uh, first and foremost uh, as a Minister was to get out around the country, uh, meet businesses, particularly small, medium-sized businesses, family-run businesses, to talk to them, to meet them and to make sure that the the resources that we're putting in place to help businesses uh, are actually being as impactful as they can be. So we're, ta- we're having nine of these regional conferences. Um, the first one is in is in the Northwest. Uh, it's in uh, the Atlantic Technological University in Letterkenny next Friday. That's the 3rd of March. And, and really it's, it's about inviting businesses in Sligo, Donegal and Leitrim, but also any other counties nearby that want to come. Uh, to, to engage with the state, the state agencies, me, um, uh, there'll be, you know, everybody from Enterprise Ireland, IDA, local enterprise offices, uh, SEAI, um, all of the different state bodies that can support businesses uh, that are well funded to do so uh, will be there to give advice on um, uh, on on what's there to support businesses in terms of growth and expansion, uh, the two big challenges for businesses uh in terms of transformation uh, in the coming years will be uh digitalization which is essentially moving your business online uh and getting all the benefits of that and we have supports to help you do it and also what's called decarbonization which is effectively to become more energy efficient um and to reduce your carbon footprint and again uh, the state is there to support you uh, in terms of both mentoring and uh, in some cases grant aid as well to help you do that and then obviously, recognizing that a lot of businesses have been through a really difficult yeah. year over the last twelve months in fact, it's been a, a difficult number of years uh, and i wanted to uh, I want to make sure that businesses understand the financial supports that are there. The most recent uh, support being uh, what's called the um, the temporary uh, energy support scheme yeah. uh, which effectively will 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 be the state picking up the tab for about half of the increase in the cost of energy for businesses since last September. So there's there's a lot of support there and uh, there are some businesses, you know, that aren't fully aware of that uh, and um and then we want to plan for the rest of the year as well in terms of new support schemes that we're trying to design. And I very much want to do that, listening to businesses to make sure that we're putting in place supports that they can access.
0: Are there enough supports in place, Minister? Uh, that's the question. As you say, it has been a difficult few years for businesses and businesses continue to struggle, as, as you well know. And it was a subject that Antishok um, addressed uh, at a Chamber of Commerce dinner in Sligo just uh, two weeks ago. Uh, are the supports in place adequate for businesses, do you think?
1: Well, I mean, you know my department is uh, you know is 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 putting aside over six hundred million euros uh, uh, in relation to the temporary uh, energy support scheme. Know, which isn't a small amount of money. Um, uh, so, and there are a whole range of other supports there as well. You know, we've just decided uh, to extend uh, the lower VAT rate yeah. for uh, for the hospitality sector and for hotels, which I know is a big deal for Sligo yeah. in particular. Was was that a bit of, of a, a, a bit of a climb there.
0: down? I mean, that was a last minute decision. Was was that all down to the pressure coming from the hospitality industry
1: on government? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a last minute decision. Um, you know, there was um, certainly there were signals coming from. Uh, from some elements of government, that that this was a very expensive thing to keep in place, uh, I, I, to keep it until uh, uh, until the end of August uh, is is effectively going to cost 300 million euros, which is which is a subsidy to the sector, if you like, um, but. I mean from my perspective, I had been arguing uh, to to maintain that i mean that 's my job i 'm a minister for enterprise. My job is to help businesses uh, to to survive and grow and expand and employ people um, and I think that um, that maintaining the lower VAT rate uh, through the tourist season this year more than makes sense uh, This is a sector that's, that has been under a lot of pressure um, and um, uh, and so I think that support from government is is both necessary and, and justified, um, but but you know we always have to justify how we spend what is public money, you know, because this could be 300 million euros spent on something else. Um, so, but I think um, you know certainly I and uh, Catherine Martin, the minister for for tourism, uh, very much made the case for retaining the VAT rate, and that was supported by by other key people in government, the party leaders and um, Michael McGrath, and Pascal Donoghue, uh, the two key finance ministers. Mm. So, but I mean. You are right, there was a strong lobby uh, to retain it, um, and uh, I met you know, many um, business owners in the hospitality sector uh, to get feedback uh, uh, before the government finalised their decision. But, but if you look at that package of measures, uh, whether it's TBAS, um, uh, whether it's um, uh, maintaining the lower VAT rate, you're really talking about close to a billion euros. Of, of supports for businesses to help them get through what has been a difficult period, particularly because of the cost of not just energy but all inputs. You know, if you look at the cost of um, diesel and petrol, um, but also look at the cost of um, everything from uh, timber to concrete to building products, um, you know, this has been a, uh, a difficult time in terms of the cost of inputs and the cost of energy, and government is there to try and help businesses. Uh, to manage uh, through that um, through that challenge.
0: All right. Okay. Um, I'm sure you're you're as horrified as as most people are this morning. With what's uh, the news coming out of um, OMA? The confirmation that an off-duty police officer was shot dead, Detective Chief Inspector John Caldwell, and we're now being told that this actually happened uh, in front of his young son, which is quite horrendous. Uh, your reaction to that, Minister.
1: Well, I'm both saddened and also angry about it. You know, um, I've spent a lot of time, as you probably know, in Northern Ireland in the last number of years. Um, We've worked hard to try to get the institutions back up and running. We've worked with all of the parties there and all the communities. Um, And this is, um, you know, this is a reminder of of where we don't want to go in Northern Ireland, uh, where thugs decide that they're going to try and intimidate um, society by, you know, attempting to murder um, uh, a decent man whose, um, whose job it is to, to protect the public you know, as a senior police officer um, and to do it, you know, outside of a, a sports complex when, it, when his son was there, uh, it, you know, just the, the brazenness of that attack uh, in, um, in a public place like that just shows that, you know, we... Um, we need to be to be vigilant uh, and we need to be more effective uh, in, in terms of uh, ensuring that people who think they can drag northern ireland back to violence uh, will be rooted out uh, and will be put into prison i mean that's that's what needs to happen here um, and i'd encourage anybody who knows these people uh, uh, or or anything about what happened uh, in oma uh, yesterday to to come forward uh, and uh, give evidence either confidentially uh, or, or any other way to the PSNI. Um, this is, uh, you know, we, we don't know yet who was responsible, but I think everybody uh, has their suspicions uh, in terms of what groups are linked to this. Um, but um, I think all decent-thinking people need to uh, to absolutely condemn and and, uh, and reject what happened last night. Um, it's it's um, a reminder of a, a much darker time in Northern Ireland that we don't want to go back to.
0: Just a very final question, Minister. The week that's in it, and in your capacity as former Foreign Affairs Minister, there are various uh, communities, Ukrainian communities, living now here in the Northwest, as indeed they are all over the country, uh, staging events tomorrow to mark the first year anniversary of the Russian invasion. What, what message would you have for the Ukrainian refugees in our communities?
1: Well, I mean, I've got two messages. One for, for Ukrainian refugees, and then secondly for, for Irish people who are hosting them. You know that um, you know this is Ireland's war effort. Um, uh, at the moment, we have a country in the continent of Europe, which is our continent, uh, that has been invaded and attacked by an aggressor illegally. Um, Russia is a military superpower, uh, and they're effectively trying to impose their will through raw brutality, basically uh, bombing, um, targeting, and attacking. Civilians as well as um, military targets in in um, in Ukraine, uh, and that is why Ireland has taken such a strong position on this war. You know, it, it is it's illegal. Uh, it undermines the UN Charter. Uh, it's it's everything that the European Union should stand against. Uh, one uh, large aggressive country trying to dominate their neighbour militarily, um, and the the you know the, the human consequence of this. Uh, it's just hard to believe. You know, we haven't seen a conflict like this in Europe since the Second World War. Uh, probably 400,000 people dead, I would say, uh, in Ukraine over the last 12 months. Certainly a figure close to that, somewhere between three and 400,000. Um, and um, uh, and so, you know, when uh, when people think about our responsibilities in terms of hosting and keeping safe uh, Ukrainian populations that have come here, it's in that context you know, that their sons and husbands are in many cases are fighting in this conflict. Many of them have lost their lives. In some cases, the towns and cities that they've come from have literally been levelled. Cities like Mariupol, uh, you know, which is a city that was larger than Cork, uh, which barely has a building still standing. Um, um, so, you know, I know that um um public services uh, and and some communities have been put under pressure in relation to the number of people who we are collectively trying to accommodate but we are right to do it um and we have a, I think an obligation to make uh Ukrainian people in Ireland uh welcome uh to support them and look after them uh, in the context of what their country is being um uh, is being uh, uh, brought through um, in the context of, of Russian aggression, and you know, there are there are many living in my community in Cork, uh, and I know also in Sligo. Um, and yes, it's putting some of our systems under pressure: our schools, our hospitals, um, uh, and uh, the, the accommodation uh, that that we need to find, um, uh, which is taking up many hotel rooms and so on. Um, but I think we need to work through those challenges and problems because they are. Uh, you know they pale into insignificance in comparison to what uh, the U- ukrainian population is going through in their own country um this is a country that's going to join the european union in the years ahead uh, and you know if ireland was ever in trouble in the future uh in terms of a natural disaster or something like that we would expect solidarity and support from other european countries and that's what we're offering to ukraine at the moment and i, I think that's it's important to remember that context when when we do see our systems under pressure because of, um, you know, a a big increase in the number of refugees that uh, that have come to Ireland out of necessity in the last 12 months. Um, And I think Irish generosity uh, is is something that will be remembered in Ukraine in the future. When we look back on this war in 5, 10, 15 years' time, I think many Ukrainians will remember the welcome and the support that they got from Irish families um, and from Ireland as a country. Uh, and I think it's important that we can um uh, that we can deliver that welcome uh, in the context of extraordinary brutality. i mean i've I've been to Ukraine twice during this war. I was one of the first foreign ministers to visit Kyiv. Um, you know, I walked through suburbs of that city that had been decimated. Uh, I looked into mass graves where women and children had been brutalized, raped, and murdered. Um, you know that that is the kind of trauma that we are. Um, that we're talking about when we, uh, when we think about our own responsibilities in terms of accommodating and supporting um, um, Ukrainians in Ireland right now. And, you know, I'm glad to say that the vast, vast majority of Irish people have shown remarkable generosity, um, uh, often in small towns and villages, you know, accommodating uh, large numbers of people. Um, and we need to keep doing that through this war until it's over. Um, and um, I think it's an obligation us um, and is it easy not always um, but is it something that that we have an, uh, an obligation to do uh, towards our you know our fellow uh, EU uh, uh, European citizens yes I think it is um, and Ireland will I hope do two things during this war one show complete solidarity with Ukraine in terms of helping them to defend themselves against this onslaught, um, and then secondly, uh, that, that we will show generosity in our own country uh, towards people who are fleeing that conflict, predominantly women and children, mm. not, not entirely, but predominantly women and children. Um, and as I said, you know, this has put our systems under pressure. That's true. Um, but I, um, I think there's a bigger picture here that, that we need to think about um, when we are um, figuring out how we solve some of those accommodation problems.
0: Many thanks for joining us, uh, Minister. Building Better Business takes place, the Enterprise Conference uh, takes place yep. in the Atlantic Technological University, Letterkenny, Friday, yep. the 3rd of March, and thanks for coming with... say... Sorry, yeah. Minister.
1: Yep. Can I just say one thing? The, 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 uh, if you're going to come next week, and, and I really would encourage businesses to come, um, mm. uh, you need to register yeah. um, on, on enterprise.gov.ie. It's really easy to do um uh, and we already have a lot of businesses that are registered but you know i i i'd encourage people to come we've worked hard to make sure that this is not an event that is just sort of politicians speaking and talking to businesses this is very much an interactive conversation where the government wants to listen to businesses as well as outline in some detail all the supports that are there and all the key agencies that are there to do it um and i think I think businesses will find it very useful. So uh, please take the time to come. It's it, it's for the morning, essentially, from nine o'clock yep. until lunchtime. Um, it'll be well-organised and well worth your while to turn up, I think.
0: Enterprise.gov.ie. Minister Simon Coveney, thanks for joining us uh, on the show uh, this morning. That's the Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Simon Coveney there.